It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. An Air Station Sitka helicopter has plucked a patient off a cruise ship for the second day in a row. This time, the mission took place about 30 miles west of Prince of Wales Island on Wednesday. The Crown Princess notified the Coast Guard shortly after 9 p.m. that a passenger was experiencing medical complications. An Air Station Sitka helicopter arrived on scene about two hours later and hoisted the 56-year-old woman from the ship. She was transported to awaiting EMS personnel in Sitka. The nighttime rescue was conducted without a hitch. In a news release, Sector Juno Command Duty Officer Lieutenant Trevor Lehman wrote that the Coast Guard trains daily for situations like this. On scene conditions at the time of the medevac included five mile visibility, winds at 20 miles per hour, and nine foot seas. The previous day, an air station Sitka helicopter hoisted a patient suffering cardiac symptoms from a ship in Chatham Strait, west of Juno. Sitka's Climate Action Task Force has disbanded. The temporary task force was established in the winter of 2021 with the goal of tackling Sitka's carbon footprint. Their work will continue in a way, though. The task force is being replaced with a permanent commission focused on sustainability in Sitka. In February of 2021, the group reviewed an old climate action plan from a decade before. They met with the assembly in the spring to narrow down their priorities. Elizabeth Bagley was the task force chair. She gave the group's final report to the Assembly on Tuesday night and said that of their priorities, a few rose to the top, including a greenhouse gas emissions inventory with updated data from 2021. So we were able to see where there are some opportunities to further reduce greenhouse gas emissions within the city and borough of Sitka, specifically within the municipal uh, the municipal uh, buildings and fleet. Some of the recommendations that came out of that work um, was a vehicle fleet transition schedule. So as we are transitioning vehicles, how might we move into more electric or hybrid vehicles? Uh, working towards getting the remaining city buildings electrified if they still are on um, any uh, gas and pursuing the installation of highly efficient heating systems like um, like heat pumps uh, and heat pump water heaters. Another priority they tackled? Sustainable tourism, researching things like electrifying cruise ship docks and other tourism infrastructure in Sitka. Here's Katie Riley. And then finally, one of the really important things that I think we did was provide a forum for community members to discuss their impacts and concerns. Uh, we've all heard of the impacts of the uh, diesel buses, and I know that that's a large concern among Sickens, as was voiced at many of the Climate Action Task Force meetings. So we were happy to uh, collect those concerns. While the Climate Action Task Force's work has come to a close, a new commission with a dedicated city staff member liaison is on the horizon. The Assembly unanimously approved a sustainability commission at the same meeting after they thanked task force members for their service. Tor Christensen said he hoped that as the city moves towards sustainability and carbon-neutral goals, it will save them money. You know, there was an interesting article in the New York Times today saying that over the next 20 years, if as we move to renewables, it will save trillions and trillions of dollars worldwide. I applaud the people who are willing to step up and work with us on this. And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll look forward to years of slowly moving the, pushing the goal closer to the goal line. The city is now seeking seven volunteers to serve on the newly formed commission. Applications are available online or at the municipal clerk's office at City Hall and must be submitted no later than noon on Monday, October 3rd.
Southeast Alaska's economy saw a massive rebound in 2021 and has continued to recover from the pandemic this year. But as KRBD's Eric Stone reports, there's concern that vanishing state jobs and a lack of housing could weigh on the continued recovery. Let's start with the good news. 2020 was so bad that just about anything looks good by comparison. Not only did the pandemic grind the economy to a halt and crush the tourism sector, it was also one of the worst years for Southeast Alaska's fishing industry on record. The owner and director of Rain Coast Data, Milani Shivens, says it's impossible to imagine a better year-over-year recovery in jobs, wages, and visitation. It's so nice to be able to watch the economy bouncing back and see those job numbers coming back and those wages coming back. And there's so much positivity looking forward. Raincoast Data's latest annual report for the Economic Development Group Southeast Conference was released Tuesday on the first day of the organization's annual meeting in Ketchikan. Shivens says that as the tourism season winds down, she's expecting the total number of passengers in Southeast Alaska to come in at just over a million. That's the fourth highest number on record, and she says next year could be a record breaker. The cruise industry itself is is asking, is saying, look for a season that's similar to that 2019 season. So that was 1.33 million passengers. And, um, you know, but we're going to have more ships and more sailings. And so um, I'm expecting it to be um, probably our biggest season ever. Another highlight is the construction sector. With federal infrastructure money coming into Alaska following the passage of a bipartisan bill last year, Shivens is expecting another big year for builders. The mining sector grew slowly but steadily last year, adding just shy of 40 jobs for a total of nearly 900 in the region. But another key part of Southeast Alaska's resource industry struggled. Employment in the timber industry fell to its lowest point on record. Just 312 people work in timber felling and processing, mostly on Prince of Wales Island. That's down more than 90% from the industry's peak in 1991. Shivens points to uncertainty about the status of the federal roadless rule. The logging restriction was lifted by the Trump administration in 2020, but the Biden administration announced plans to restore it last year. The report also notes Sea Alaska Corporation's decision to transition away from old-growth logging early last year. But the shining star of the 2021 economy was the seafood sector. It wasn't exactly a banner year for the industry in terms of the total weight harvested and the value of the catch. Last year's haul was just ahead of the 10-year average, but both of those metrics more than doubled from 2020. It really came back and supported the economy. And actually in 2021, our seafood sector was our number one wage provider in Southeast Alaska. And that was for the first time since 2015. That's among private sector industries. The top wage provider for Southeast Alaskans was, as usual, the government. The public sector provided about a third of workers' total earnings in 2021. But Shivens says she's worried about a growing trend, state jobs leaving the region or disappearing altogether. The number one item of concern that I have is watching uh, state jobs diminish in Southeast Alaska. So if you look at the last 10 years, state jobs in Southeast Alaska have decreased by 24 percent. And that that is it. That is a lot of jobs. And those jobs are, are, you know, good, good paying jobs with benefits attached to them. And she says Southeast is bearing a disproportionate share of the state job cuts under Governor Mike Dunleavy. When we look at under the um, Parnell and Walker administrations, these jobs were really just going away. Um, These were part of uh, job cuts. And in the last couple of years, we've seen these jobs um, moving to other parts of Alaska. According to the report, state authorities have cut 65 percent of the Department of Public Safety's jobs in southeast Alaska and 62 percent from the Alaska court system. Jobs with the state education and transportation departments are down by about half, as are University of Alaska jobs in the region. 
we've got this really strong economic recovery coming um, in Southeast Alaska. And that's the one thing that um, if, if those cuts continue or something that I worry about can sort of derail that, that economic recovery. Total employment in all sectors is down 12% from pre-pandemic levels across the region as of this June. That's in part because employers in the tourism sector can't fill open jobs. Shivens says the lack of available housing in the region is playing prominently in the labor shortage. We've got this sort of labor housing shortage that we're seeing across Southeast Alaska. And, and I'm putting them together because that's how our business leaders are describing them. More than 60% of business leaders say rental and home prices are too high for their staff. A similar fraction say there are simply not enough homes on the market. The shortages are most pronounced in Huna, Sitka, Ketchikan, and Skagway, according to the survey. And construction is not meeting demand. Shivan's data shows that the number of housing units permitted and completed actually fell by almost 20% last year. We know that the cost of construction has gone up, and so maybe that's has has put people off. But we are um, seeing very low building rates for, for homes across southeast Alaska right now. Despite the warning signs, though, business leaders are optimistic. Nearly 80% say they have a positive outlook for the next year. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. A Saab 2000 aircraft landed in Unalaska Wednesday morning for the first time in three years. It was a test flight for Aleutian Airways, a new regional carrier. They needed to demonstrate to the Federal Aviation Administration they're qualified to land the aircraft at Tom Madsen Airport. Brian Wilden is the general manager for the nascent airline, and he was on the flight that touched down just after 11 a.m. This is a Saab 2000, the first time it's been here in three years. We just landed. We brought our FA with us. <laughs> we're doing we're doing a test flight. The Saab 2000 is the same kind of aircraft that was involved in the fatal plane crash in Unalaska in 2019. This is the first time that aircraft has landed in Unalaska since. In August, the FAA cleared the airline to fly to Cold Bay, King Salmon, and Dillingham, but stalled their approval of Unalaska and Sand Point due to safety regulations. Wilden said they had to go through a rigorous safety and approval process before being cleared to land. He reassured the community that their pilots used to fly for Pen Air, a former regional airline, so they have thousands of hours of experience landing Saab 2000s in Unalaska. We're here to show the FAA that we understand how to do this and understand this market and we can, we can operate here successfully. An FAA representative was on board the test flight to monitor operations. Unalaska Vice Mayor Dennis Robinson met with her after the flight landed and said she deemed it successful. Raven, Alaska has operated the only commercial nonstop flights to Anchorage for the past three years, and many locals have been awaiting the arrival of a competing airline. But this is the first time that it's actually seemed close to happening. The next steps is we finish the certification process with the FAA, and then we, we launch a schedule. Wilden says they still need to finish the certification process with the FAA. He did not say when exactly they would be able to launch a schedule, but says he hopes it will be in the fall. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.